Hello and welcome to another episode of the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host VM Campos. This is a podcast where I answer what am I reading this week? This week I've got Lobo Roadrunner special number one. Now this is going to be one of these rare episodes where I'm complaining most of the time. If you've listened to any of the previous episodes, I'm usually pretty positive because there's a lot of great comics out there, a lot of great fun comics. This one, I, 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 I don't know what to say. And it's good to think in terms of if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. But then I wouldn't have an episode this week. So this issue was $4.99, which is more expensive than the usual DC comic. Most Rebirth titles are at $2.99, some are $3.99, this is $4.99. Is it justified? No, it's still the length of a regular comic. But I guess that extra dollar is to convince Lobo, the main man, to debase himself in a comic book. But we'll get to that. I bought the regular cover by Kelly Jones. Yes, that Kelly Jones, who 25 years ago created some of the most iconic Batman covers ever for the epic Nightfall series. He did this cover, as well as most of the interior art. And I got this cover because it features the more realistic Lobo, as opposed to the alternate cover which had a more cartoony Lobo, like from the cartoon series. So yes, this is Lobo versus the Roadrunner, basically, with Wile E. Coyote. DC did a month of their characters meeting Looney Tunes characters because they're all under the same parent family, right? Warner Brothers. And so I ask myself first, who is this comic for? For the Looney Tunes crowd? The ones that love the G-rated cartoons of our youth? Or for the Lobo fans who know him as the badass biker he is that doesn't give a frag? Well, they're trying to skirt the line between both because the book is cartoonishly violent, but not the classic Lobo violence. It's a little too violent for the classic Looney Tunes style. So it fails there. So who's to blame? The creative team. Bill Morrison, writer. Kelly Jones, artist, interior and cover. Michelle Madsen, colorist, interior and cover. Rob Lay, letterer. Bill Morrison, variant cover artist. Robert Stanley, special thanks. Oh, and we have Joey Cavalieri, super genius, listed here. As well as Lobo, created by Roger Sleifer and Keith Giffen. Don't drag them into this, please. The art of the first story, titled The Fast and the Fragious, Fragious, I, I, I don't even know, please don't try. The art in this first story is realistic. It's Kelly Jones doing his style, his current style in the year 2017. So it's realistic. There's some shenanigans happening in Area 52 out in the Nevada desert, basically mixing alien DNA with cats and birds and so forth. I see a mutated Sylvester the cat, but the most important creature, of course, is the mutated coyote, which someone does say, that's one wily coyote. The animals escape. There's a montage of basically a Wile E. Coyote cartoon in this more realistic style. The story intersects with Lobo on a mission to capture a bounty, and it's the classic Lobo 
big bulky badass biker Lobo. Not the new 52 version. Stuff happens, eventually the coyote hires Lobo to capture the Roadrunner. And the rest of the issue is Lobo trying to catch the Roadrunner again. Like, why? I don't get it. I'm very open-minded. I'm all for the diversity they're trying. I'm all for the changes that they're doing. I'm all for everything that they do in comics. It's all good. I'm not precious about, that's not my Superman, that's not my Spider-Man. I'll check things out. It's, you know, stories for everyone. But this one, I, I can't take it. This is not Lobo. This is not my Lobo. This is not my Wily e. Coyote. It just, it's just, I don't know, I, I, I can't get it. Some of this art is cool, like when the Phantom of Area 52 appears with his wonderfully scarred face. And the anatomy of the Roadrunner and the Coyote is pretty cool. The final shot, that's all, bastiches of the Coyote is pretty epic, I like that. But again, kind of shoehorning, that's all, bastiches, shoehorning that with basically a neutered Lobo. Okay, spoiler alert, usually this is a spoiler-free podcast. Lobo can't catch the Roadrunner. He's having a lot of trouble catching the Roadrunner. He's basically a joke. He can't catch the Roadrunner. So Lobo slinks off to Las Vegas and the story ends. The Coyote did get his hands on a Green Lantern power ring, however. That's all, bastiches. The second story is Lobo in the uh, Justice League cartoon style, the cartoony style. So here we have the flat colorization and simplified style. Lobo's about to depart Las Vegas after plenty of debauchery. This story is Bill Morrison, script and art, Saida Temafonte letters. Special thanks, Robert Stanley, and again, Sleefer and Giffen are credited. Bugs Bunny makes a cameo here, and basically this is another example of uh, Lobo being completely neutered. Bugs Bunny overpowers him with his jokes, censors him, tells him that basically he still needs to capture the Roadrunner, it's in his contract, and the mains man word is his bond. He can't catch the Roadrunner, he blows himself up. And by the end, Bugs informs that he's being sued for wanton destruction of their intellectual property. The end. I'm a Lobo fan. I've got his first appearance in Omega Man number three, several issues of his first ongoing series, many of his early four-issue miniseries and such, the classic Simon Bisley Lobo and Lobo's Back. I'm a Lobo fan. I read the whole 12-issue series of The New 52, which I talked about on this podcast. But this is not my main man. This is not the Lobo that I love. And as I said, I'm usually positive. A lot of great comics out there. So it's just my opinion, but I think the Lobo versus Roadrunner special can just frag itself. This has been the Weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. See you next week.